You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And as it's a Thursday, it's the Doubleheader Dream Team edition, populated by Viv Govender from Rand Swiss and also David Shapiro from Sesfin Securities in Johannesburg. Now, gentlemen, I was looking at a few headlines today, and it's been a bad August thus far for stocks. Uh, that's the first point, the broader point. We had the FOMC minutes, and FOMC is the Federal Open Market Committee of the United States Federal Reserve, and they're still concerned about inflation. So they more or less said, we're concerned, so therefore we're not going to go with a flat liner in terms of interest rates. We're going to probably nudge a little bit higher. That had a, an effect on the bond market. Bond yields, as a global collective are at a 15-year high, highest since 2008. Then you go to China, and China continues to disappoint. There was a private survey done about metropolitan properties, places like Shenzhen and Shanghai. They've fallen 15% from their highs. And that's important because the a Chinese investment portfolio is based on property. The other thing is that all the savings that were built up in the United States over the COVID period, the lockdown period, have more or less disappeared, which means that the consumer-led side of the US economy, which is massive, is not going to support the economy anymore. So maybe there's a, a light recession coming. And all these sort of things... And maybe testing your resolve. David Shapiro, over to you, because you're the optimist. Yeah, look, I could have written the Fed minutes. I don't think you could have expected anything more. If you've listened to uh, interviews with all the Fed governors, um, they weren't far away from the same kind of uh, talk. So it's not unexpected. And it's, it's, it's there. The evidence is there. It's very patchy. It's very difficult to understand. Uh, what ha- is happening in the U.S. In fact, I think the the underlying economy is stronger than uh, expected, and that's one of the reasons why there's this view. Well, uh, the you know the U.S. economy can sustain higher rate increases, so it's it's actually helping that view along as well. Oh, you know, retail sales are very strong. Um, you know, if you look at Walmart's results, you look at tong- uh, Target's results and so on, corporate results have been better than uh, expected. So I think that's also adding to, uh, you know, the worries, pushing rates up uh, and, and increasing the view that uh, there could be another rate hike, which I don't think is going to happen. I just think there's a time for pause and you can't just keep going up and up because eventually, you know, you crack the egg or you, uh, um, you, you know, you, you do more damage than, than, than good. You know, so I think a pause is necessary. I think a pause, even if inflation remains high. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so, so listen, you, you're still fairly sanguine about this and it's maybe just a mid to late summer correction mm, in the mm. market. So I'd love to hear from Viv if you agree with David Shapiro. <laughs> Viv, off you go. Yeah, look, I mean, there's a couple of things to worry about. We are seeing uh, U.S. housing shelter prices, which is the biggest component of, uh, you know, uh, the U.S. inflation number, you know, stop its, like, you know, dramatic fall and uh, or slow down in terms of price increases. So I think that is something to worry about because, you know, some of the trends that are moving towards lower prices uh, or lower price increases are maybe disappearing. Uh, we saw oil come back up nicely. It uh, is about $85 a barrel for Brent crude at the moment. Uh, but this was 72 a couple of months ago. So this is like a, you know, almost a, you know, a 20% increase over the last, uh, you know, a couple of months. Uh, we are seeing some signs that, you know, there's certain troublesome indicators on inflation, in the European Union, 
which is again, uh, you know, last year they managed to get by because the winter was warmer than expected. Who knows what happens this time around? Uh, so there are issues to worry about, I think. And then, you know, internationally, I don't know if you guys saw the Argentinian election. Ooh, uh, it'll be some primary election, no doubt, but uh, the guy that came on top there, uh, you know, in terms of leading candidates out there, he's obviously not one yet, is a character. Let me say that. Vivi, <laughs> could have been in the small faces. I know it's a band before your time, but it looks like the shaggy... He looks like a, a shaggy guitar player in one of the 1960s uh, Liverpool bands, you know. He looks like, like a Bond villain. Yeah. Okay, you two are going off at a tangent here, and I will go off at a tangent as well. Can either of you name any Small Faces song from the 1960s? <laughs> no. Uh, you got me. You've got it in front of you. I haven't got it in front of me. I just saw it on a quiz show the other day called uh, Pointless in the oh, UK. Did you? It's called Ichiku oh, Park. Do you remember Ichiku Park? Park? Yeah, that was the small faces. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, never mind that anyway. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the small faces. What about the small problem of bond yields? Because they, they've yeah. gone through the roof. Now, yeah, yeah. are you both sort of of that school that thinks that the the bond traders are the smartest kids in the playground and they know what's going on? Is it because interest rates are going to rise or is it a flight to quality or both? David, over to you on this one to start with. I, you know, I, have, I haven't got the answer. In fact, I don't think anything has really changed. I think this was waiting to happen. Um, I'm not unhappy that it's happened because it needed, you know, we needed this pause period after the very strong first half. And and I always said almost cynically, as soon as the bears that were there evident in January and December last year saying that the market was going to fall, as soon as they uh, retracted and repented and said, oh, you know, we've got it wrong. We see this market going higher for longer. I said, oh, my God, that's it. Kiss of death when the bears change, which is exactly what happened. But I don't think this is going to persist. I think that uh, for me, this is also the end of the road. I think that the Fed will pause. I think the, um, you know, the, simply because of um, doing damage to the underlying economy. There comes a point where you've been raising rates for a year and a half or even more. You have to take a pause to see how it, how it reflects through the economy. You know, you can't just keep going up and up and up as we've seen in our economy here. So I think, I think, I think we're in for an easier, uh, balance of the, you know, through to the end of the month. Inflation is coming down. And sooner or later, um, you know, I think these rates will also start to ease back and fall. Um, so, yeah, I'm not uh, – volumes I – think, I think what's also influencing me is that volumes are incredibly low. You know, there's not, there's not much conviction. We've still got another few weeks of, 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 uh, tra of holidays in the U.S., and I think we'll have to assess it in September. So, um, I'm 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 seriously relaxed. I'm not in any kind of stress level at all. Oh, good. Well, yeah, I tend to agree with you when it comes to the volumes and the fact that it is the last two to three weeks of the U.S. holiday is going to be taken advantage of by the people that are going to get back just after Labor Day in the States. Viv, do you share the sanguine caution of David Shapiro? And then after that, in September, etc., we go on with a Fed pause and the markets say, well, August was a bit difficult, but we can brush it aside now, Viv. I think the Fed will have to do something. I don't think it can keep on raising rates, especially going next year. Remember, despite all the you know uh, 
gestations of the Fed is you know independent and so on. You know, having reached this high into a uh, presidential election is going to be you know obviously a, a, a big call for any uh, you know Federal Reserve government to make. Uh, number one, number two, I do think that you know, there's still issues in the world uh, longer term. I mean, the, the, the nearest showing that the, the world is doing, you know, getting stuff out of China, basically producing stuff locally, that by definition is going to increase costs just because it's going to be the less efficient way to do things the market would have done. Uh, also, we are seeing, you know, issues in China coming about right now that are, I, mean, I did an article this week on China and I had five reasons why China is, is in trouble. And like you mentioned, the housing bubble. I mean, the housing uh, property market in China accounts for 70%, 70% of household wealth and about 30% yes. of GDP. Yeah. That is ridiculous. And they have a declining population. They, had, yeah. they Their working age population peaked somewhere around about 2013 to 2015, almost a decade ago. Their working age population peaked. If you're not going to be working, you don't need as much housing and you don't need to have an office space. You know, uh, That's not exactly the, the best uh, you know, signature for growth. So there are issues globally that longer term, even the U.S., I mean, at current interest rates, the U.S. Uh, government debt, which I think is about $30 trillion, you know, the 4% 10-year, mm-hmm. you know, 4% of $30 trillion is basically over $1 trillion a year in, in payments, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, those are the kind of things that are really long-term worrying me. But shorter term, I do think, yeah, the, the market should, you know, calm down in a while. Okay, let's move back to South Africa. Just just on that, going on the inflation story, you can see commodity prices starting to fall dramatically. I know even oil is rushed up now, but it's starting to steady and fall back a little. It's finding a level. But if we look at the copper price, iron ore prices, all of those, they've come down dramatically um, since since, uh, uh, last year. I think, uh, or even, sorry, even the beginning of the year, there have been some dramatic falls. All of these are deflationary. If China is uh, is in trouble and it's got to get rid of stock and it's, you know, because factories are overstocked, you're going to get uh, deflation coming through there as well, much lower prices. So, um, yeah, I think there'll be a rebalancing. I know China is, is um, and, and, and the one thing that Xi doesn't want to do is lose face. So I think he's going to do everything in his power to try and sort this situation out. I, I'm well, avoiding China. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't want to go into China, and and I'll, I'll stand and watch it. it is, it's always been a big growth area of the market. It's driven the global economy over the last decade. But things have to come to an end, as we saw with Japan in the in the 1980s. You know, so um, it's it's. I just, funny enough, I just tweeted something now which was a comment by Sachin Andela and uh, just just going on about AI. Have, have a look at it, what he said. What does he say, David? <laughs> I because I when I see AI now, I switch off. David, please tell me what he said. So he just, you know, in, in uh, a couple of decades ago, um, Bill Gates had warned everybody about the power of the Internet and Sachin Andela, who I admire, immensely. I mean, he's turned Microsoft around and I think he's a powerful force in uh, in American business. You know, he says he's got the same feelings now about, uh, or the same views about uh, um, AI. So, if I could hmm. find it, I would give you the exact quote, but I right. mean, um, he's, he's, he's not a man, you know, he's not some frivolous business person. I mean, he runs a massive business, one of the biggest in in the U.S. And uh, if he says, listen, this is going to be big, that means you know where his money is going to be going. Hmm. Yeah. 
I just, just a thing, right? Uh, I'll do my own quiz here. UPS just agreed to a wage settlement with its drivers. What do you think a full-time, an average full-time driver for UPS makes per year? Will make per year in the settlement. So he, he no. drives a UPS van or truck or something, delivers it from the big stuff from the to the warehouse or something, and then it gets distributed by another driver, that sort of thing. No, 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 the guy, uh, the guy that delivers, the UPS driver that delivers the oh, stuff the to, delivery the, to the household. How much per year? You mean the one in those brown shorts? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. $36,000. David? No, I, I, I would say sixty. $170,000. No, don't average. talk nonsense. $170,000. a year, average full-time. No, not highest paid. Average full-time driver under this agreement is going to be paid $170,000 ago. $170,000 ago. And that is what you guys got to be concerned about. It's yes, commodity prices are coming down, but wages in the U.S. are about to go ballistic. You know, uh, we are seeing strike action not just in this area, but in multiple other areas. The auto workers are going on strike as well. Uh, everybody besides, I think Tesla is affected by that. Uh, we've seen already the actors and the, the the writers going on strike. What's happened here is wages have not increased as much. Uh, the wage, uh, you know, the unemployment number in the U.S. is low. We said eventually that's going to have to break. $170,000 a year for a UPS okay. driver. How many permanent drivers do they have, Viv? Because it sounds as though these are the elite drivers, not the ones that are just working, you know, piecemeal. How many of them was that detailed by the article? No, I'm, I'm not sure about that, yeah. Uh, but I do know that, you know, if, if, you, if you look at that kind of thing, right, uh, what we are talking about here is effectively working class people getting, you know, reasonably upper class to middle class kind of wages in the US. Yes. Uh, and, and, and the company I think was making, UPS makes like a ridiculous amount of money. We're talking like 70 plus billion dollars a year in profits, seven zero in profits. You know, so yeah, they can afford to pay it. But, um, you know, you're going to see some of these proper profits going away to workers. We're going to see wages increase, and that's going to cause, I think, the second on inflation. Auto workers are going to go on strike very soon, if not already. Uh, we've already seen the writers, we've seen the, uh, the actors going on strike. Uh, that strike action, I think, is going to be quite po powerful over the next little while. And that's going to result in, you know, the next part of inflation coming through, I think. That's one thing. Uh, yeah, so just, I just wanted to put it out there. I mean, when I saw the number, I thought, it really, $170,000? But yeah, it's $170,000. It's an enormous <laughs> amount of money. I was way off. just shows you I don't work in the corporate world and don't, don't know what wages, work, wages are doing. Driver, my you should be working as a delivery driver. Well, it's a bit late now, but <laughs> I think a lot of people would be getting the wrong parcels if I did that, but that's, uh, that's not my problem. Gentlemen, let's get away from the international scene, which disturbs me greatly suddenly. Thanks, Viv. And let's have a look at the Stock Exchange News Service today. The, the big news is the Goldfields results. The share price, last time I looked, before the auction, 11.4% weaker, and the rest of the gold shares doing horribly. As it, It's almost as though as it went below $1,900 an ounce, Everyone say, well, that's it. I'm chucking in the towel now. I've had some fun with it. I've lost some money. We'll lick our wounds and regroup later on. But gold this shares is, are awful today. Rates. Yeah, but this is interest rates. I mean, if you think about it, the cost of holding gold now mm. becomes excessive. And I, I looked at Goldfield's results. I couldn't see anything that scared me. You know, but the shares down 11%. Well, the last time I looked, yes. I'm, just, uh, I'm just looking now and getting an update. Yeah, it closed down 11.45, 11.5% it closed down today. 
I mean, that's massive. You know, you're talking about a large company in rand terms, 195 billion. So, I mean, it, it, it took off 19, 20 billion off that. And Anglo Gold was down and so on. Yes. And those, remember, Gold shares led the way up in the half year. Uh, they were massive gainers in the first half of this year and have just fallen away. So I think that it's the, you know, the the the, the worries of of the gold price of the share, you know, of of holding on to uh, of holding on to gold. And I think this story is over. Everybody's okay. We're gone. I see quite a lot of shares did trade here. So I, I it's 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 together. You know, if you, um. Lindsay, if you look at platinum, the platinum charts as well, I know we're trying to call the bottom, yeah. and I know we're looking very carefully, but you're getting the same kind of trend. I mean, there's been an unbelievable um, exit from from platinum shares, from gold shares, and uh, generally the miners. While I talk to Viv about gold shares yeah. on a different sort of tack, I want you to look at the recent history of Anglo-American platinum. In fact, go back yeah. and say, what was the yeah. peak of Anglo-American yeah. platinum, yeah. and what I'll is it now? now? Viv, when you hear people talking about gold shares, do you say, come on now, grow up? We've, you've got to have a look at AI and you've got to have a look at other emerging technologies. Is that what you think when you see people still investing in gold shares? No, I mean, look, I mean, gold has a purpose. Uh, if you think Bitcoin had a purpose, gold's purpose is stronger. Uh, I mean, it, it does fulfill a, a, a certain primal reason, people. It's been around for thousands of years for a reason. Uh, that being said, I do think it's particularly badly affected by what's happening in China. Uh, you know, obviously China demands a lot of gold uh, because there's a gold trade that's divided into the love trade and the fear trade. The fear trade is about inflation. The love trade is about, you know, jewelry and whatnot. And China and India drive the love trade and obviously what's happening in China is not great for gold. But also I think the, the fact that we are talking about inflation coming down to 3%, 3.3% or so, or 2% in the US, uh, falling everywhere in the world basically and falling a bit by more than expected, uh, you know, basically everywhere in the world does take away a lot of the fear trade for your know, gold. And I think that makes sense. And as David mentioned, you know, you have $1,000 of gold. If you had it in like, you know, 10-year treasuries for the U.S., you'd be making, you know, $43,000 a year, you know, on that. Uh, that's given up because you have $1,000 in uh, in the gold. So it, it, you have to basically take that account as well. The cost of holding gold is quite high at the moment. Okay, David, Anglo-American Platinum, have you completed your analysis? If we ignore the huge dip that you saw at, in COVID, yeah. We've gone back to levels. Um, I'm, I'm pointing this at in 2019, 26th of May, 2019. We're back to those kind of levels. So from that level, I mean, we started to rise, and we this we reached a peak. Platinum shares or or Anglo Plats reached a peak of 2,525 rand a share. Okay, and that was Crikey. less just over a year ago. I would say. Yeah, 15 months ago. Yeah. And now? Uh, 15, 16 months ago. And now we're down to Anglo Platters trading at 670 odd. What? So from 2,500, we've come all the way to about. Yeah. So it's, it's a quarter of what it was. Less yeah. than a quarter yeah. of what yeah. it was. Yeah. Admittedly, the price that I gave you was a spike that we saw, mm. uh, you know, with the invasion of uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine. But it did reach that level. It was more or less. So I think the, you know, the prices were around 2,200 odd a share. From that point, it's been one-way traffic down and down and down. There have been some points where it's tried to recover and just gone down. And you're literally back to, you know, we've lost almost four years, um, you know, in 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 Anglo Platts. So but look at it this way. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. 
Yeah, look at it a different way. It's half the price it was in 2008. Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. It's, yes. Amplex yes. is half yes. the price currently it was in 2008. So yeah. in the last basically 15 years, you lost half your money in that period of time. If, if I recall, Viv, 2008, the platinum price was 2200 I yeah. haven't got it yeah. in front of me, but it's always, it's been stuck in my mind. I think it reached an <laughs> oh, all-time yeah, high. The, the first had the low ceiling stuff coming through. Yeah. 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 So, okay. um, um, it, it's, it, you know, when you go into mine, as you understand, Lindsay, I'm going to repeat what I've been worrying about as well. Okay. When we start to see the platinum miners coming out with these awful results, that does have an impact on the fiscus here. That means lower tax receipts. Yes. And it's just, you know, on top of all the load shedding and the problems we're having with Transnet, et cetera, lower commodity prices, which is driven by – uh, softening global growth and also related to China, you know, with iron ore and other metal prices, um, it, it has an impact on, on what we're going to collect for tax receipts. So I think October is going to be an important month for government. Um, I'm sure they're going to under, you know, uh, uh, underachieve their targets. And uh, it, it has impact here because, you know, we're a country that needs money, especially for, for social grants, and that leaves very little for us to reinvest in this uh, economy. David, you've got to dash off in five minutes' time, so I'm going to go straight to the oh, markets, cool. and then you can give us, the, uh, give us the Oi. indices <laughs> in a moment. Dollar Rand is 19.06, a stronger Rand. Euro Rand mm. is 20.73, also weaker Euro, stronger Rand. British pound against the Rand, 24. 30 euro dollar 108.80 which has barely changed from last night's close in new york not the jse close gold price yeah it's not great it's 18.95 the big mm. move came mm. yesterday it's down a dollar and a bit today platinum up nine nothing going on there 8.99 and palladium down five nothing there as well 12.22 looking at the other commodities and probably the more important ones globally 84.77 for brent crude oil up 1.6 percent west texas crude 80 dollars 98 which is up two percent uh, natural gas prices up 1.1 percent wheat falling again it's getting you must have a look at the wheat graph it's got yeah. a triple bottom. Wheat looks absolutely terrible. I don't know why. And iron ore down to 104. What else have we got? The We've been speaking about bonds. The US 10-year currently 4.31%. Worst yeah. since 2008. That's another 2008 milestone. South African 10-year 10.37%, more or less on the close. And Bitcoin's getting whacked by 2 and a bit percent. Whereas S&P 500 futures... Yeah, 44.25. I was watching those futures last night before and during the Man City Sevilla game for the European Super Cup. And every time there's a tick up, there's two ticks down. And as I speak now, it's just gone down uh, one and a quarter points uh, to 44.19. David, give us uh, the highlights of the JSC individual stock-wise, if you would. I think uh, just, uh, sorry, I'll have it in a second. I think um, mainly a a red day. I think a lot of stocks under pressure. In fact, if I look at the market, um, I can't find anything that has gone up. I think what, what's just disturbed me now is that the property market was starting to show signs of recovery. Yes. Uh, buyers were coming in at these low levels. But once more, I think something's uh, knocked the market today and we, we're down. If I look at um, – it's, it's probably a day in which uh, there were – one gainer for every two or three losers. At the bottom have been gold shares. 
You know, yeah. we've mentioned Goldfields down 11.5%, Harmony down nearly 9%, um, Anglo Gold down 4%. So those were all the, um, you know, all the decliners. Growth Point as well, one of the property stocks down 3.5%, Anglo's, Anglo Platts, Durban's, Impala, all of those populating the uh, the big moves down. I'm talking about, these are mainly the larger cap shares. On the top side, Nothing much. AVI up about uh, just under two percent. Anglo's picked up one and a one and a quarter percent. So just nothing dramatic on that side in the gain, isn't it? I think I think if you had to highlight today, it's it's been the big big fall that we saw in gold shares. Yeah, I'll just give you mine now. Carew up four point one percent. AVI mm. up one and three quarters. Uh, Anglo American, the big boy, up one and a third. Advertech up one point three percent. Goldfields on the downside, eleven and a half. Harmony down eight point six percent. RCL down five percent. Adcock down four point three. Anglo Gold Ashanti down four point one percent. Horrible day. We didn't mention uh, yeah. Standard Bank. Their uh, interim <laughs> profits were up they were good numbers, percent. Huh? Mm. Yeah. Viv, are you a bank mm. fan? So she went down. <laughs> Viv, Viv, do you like, do you like the banks? Also the same kind of numbers. Absolutely, also the same kind of numbers. They showed yeah. you know an improvement in earnings, but you know the impairments, you know bad loans increasing, and I think that uh, you know yeah we're getting a nice little uh, uptick right now. But I mean these bad if these interest rates continue for much longer. I mean you talk about a 30 percent rise in your home loan or your car loan yeah. over the last couple of years. I mean without you know anything else happening, and nobody's getting those kind of wage increases coming through except if you work maybe for government. Uh, but yeah, so it, it, workers under a great deal of pressure at the moment. So I'm quite surprised, and uh, but these companies are still managed to get a bit of profit out there. It's extraordinary what they do. Imagine if there was a strong economy in South Africa and a strong consumer yeah. market. Imagine what the banks could achieve. But well done to Standard Imagine Bank. Imagine there's functional government. Yeah. Imagine there's a functional government. <laughs> it's all part of the same <laughs> thing, Viv. Avenge came out with a trading statement, share price down around about 6%. David, give us the closing indices before you skedaddle. I shot. Thank well, you. the overall index, the all share index was down 0.72%. So that means year on year, we're only up, we're up less than 2%. You know, this just knocked it. Yesterday, we were up 2.6%. So we're down. So the all share index down 0.72%. Uh, the big, the big fall was in the gold and platinum share. So our precious metals and mining index was down 6%. Overall, the resource index down about 1.57%. And right across the board, Losses, uh, not so dramatic in financials and and industrials, but still uh, a down day. And the property index also down one and a half percent. So it gives you an idea of um, you know of 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 the sell off today. I think just values. I'm just trying to look at some of the values in the market. Uh, yeah, another moderate day, 21 billion odd. Just over 21. We've seen a lot of trade in NASPERS. I think this is the buyback. So yesterday, yeah. NASPERS and Process made up 26% of the value traded on the JSE. Today, it's up to 17%. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it just gives you an idea of how important they are for the values that we see traded. And what happens the when the share buyback disappears? Then the uh, auction's going to fall flat. You don't flat. want to be here. No. It's, it's, it's an argument and a worry I have. Yeah. And, and a serious worry, yeah. Okay, gentlemen, thank you very much for okay. your time. It was excellent. We went from the uh, small faces and Argentinian <laughs> floppy-haired um, elections <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to gold chairs. It was really good fun. Thank you very much. Viv Govender is from Rand Swiss and David Shapiro from Sassman Securities, and that was the 5 o'clock shadow. 
The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.